Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, May 10th. S&P futures are trading unchanged. NASDAQ futures are lagging a little bit, so they're off about 35 points. That is about 25 basis points. Dow futures are outperforming a little bit, up about 75 points. That is about 20 basis points. A similar type of sectoral bias in Europe. So the major European indices are trading flat to down about 30 basis points. Huge outperformance in cyclical stocks. So basic resources are up 2%. That is the SXPP index. So Sam X-Ray Peter Peter index in Europe, which contains most of the world's major mining stocks. It's probably the single most economically sensitive index on the planet. So that's up 2% this morning, taking its year-to-date gain to about 30%. Banks are also very strong in Europe, up about 8%. And tech is very weak in Europe, down about 1%. The major uh, Asian indices saw mixed price action. So you had Japan higher, Hong Kong was flat to down small, mainland China was up small. Um, So not really a lot of incremental news to talk about the last 48 hours um, was really dominated about just in analyzing what occurred on Friday with the jobs report. I think the consensus takeaway um, is that the real problem is a dearth of labor supply, meaning there are not enough people to fill the um, the openings at, at companies across the country. It's not an issue of demand for labor from companies collapsing. Um, so that's a consensus takeaway, meaning that I don't think investors are really shifting their views on the macro landscape all that dramatically. So you did see kind of a, a very brief reevaluation where investors um, Friday morning, you know, you saw treasuries rally briefly and you saw tech stocks had a real strong period of outperformance in the morning that faded a little bit towards the afternoon um, and then cyclical stocks rebounded too. So you obviously have had cyclical stocks outperforming all year. Tech has been underperforming all year. Um, I don't really think investors are shifting their views. So, you know, very much so that um, I think the whole kind of quote unquote reflation trade ver- remains in place today. You could see that in a cyclical price action in Europe this morning. Iron ore prices surged 10% just today in Asia. Um, that obviously is contributing to the strength in, in mining stocks that you're seeing in Europe. Um, so again, I don't think really there is a dramatic reassessment occurring of what's happening in the underlying economy. Um, you know, I wrote a lot about kind of a postmortem on jobs that I published on Saturday. There's a link to it in the piece this morning. Um, but again, I think the big issue is just um, an issue of um, labor supply, as well as you are seeing some supply chain strains, which are creating um, you know temporary hiccups in production. So autos, in particular, obviously that has been a big shortage of. Um, that was a big cause of of some of the job losses in the month of April, as as auto OEMs are forced to take production offline because of semiconductors. Also, some interesting dynamics occurring in the courier industry with um, Uber and Lyft. There's been a ton of um, of articles written about it. I include some of them in the piece this morning, just talking about why those companies are having such a difficult time bringing drivers back onto the platform, um, and that's another uh, another source of labor weakness. So. Long story short, there's really not, um, a, a, like I said, a dramatic shift in kind of the macro landscape, which means tech stocks are probably going to continue to underperform. Um, you know, just 
uh, a brief aside, I think with Intech, you are seeing an interesting rotation away from the real high multiple, high momentum type of names and then into kind of your, your super cap. So Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, um, that rotation probably is going to continue. I think, you know, I think investors are looking at two distinct groups within tech. So rather than grouping Microsoft, Apple in, um, you know, with your Salesforce.com and a lot of your other kind of higher momentum type stocks, um, there's definitely a bifurcation happening and that, that rotation will continue. But in general, tech is probably going to continue lagging um, cyclical value stocks, which means too, I think investors should be careful about dramatically shifting their Fed assumption. So, you know, no one had been thinking the Fed was going to taper before February. I'm sorry, before November of this year. So se- several months from now, several jobs reports from now. Um, I think that is still entirely possible, um, just given the trajectory of the economy. Again, the Fed is not going to shut off all bond purchases in November. All they're going to do is decline is is um, take a small slice off of the 120 billion they're buying per month. That will still leave them probably expanding the balance sheet into the middle of next year. And then you know, no one is talking about a hike from for multiple years. So this is not an issue of the Fed. Um, you know, next month cutting off all bond purchases and then hiking rates over the summer. All your all the market um, was really looking for was a small taper in November or December of this year, and I still think that's entirely possible. So, again, that's something I think investors should be careful about dramatically reevaluate or or, re, or changing their outlook. Um, and then, as far as the fiscal outlook is concerned, you know, you did see over the last forty eight hours, um, both sides of the aisle are 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 kind of digging in their heels as far as their views on the world. So Republicans are blaming um, Democrats providing disincentives to work. Democrats um, are looking at the jobs report as a reason to spend even more money. So, you know, the odds of a bipartisan agreement on either the jobs or family bills was very low to begin with. I think it's nearly impossible at this point in time. So you are going to see Biden is holding meetings this week with the congressional leadership on Wednesday and then a group of Republican senators on Thursday. So they're going to continue these kind of bipartisan negotiations. I do think that there is a genuine effort on both sides among cer- certain people on both sides. I just ha- I just don't see how they can reach a um, an agreement on a passable bill, especially after the labor report. Like I said, um, you're really seeing them, uh, both sides really kind of speaking past each other, um, which means that you're going to see Democrats pivot back towards the partisan track, but you still have an issue of there are big intra-party differences within the Democratic Party that have to be ironed out because you need 100% of, of uh, Senate Democrats on board and you need nearly 100% of House Democrats on board if you're going to pass anything on a partisan basis. So you still have that issue to iron out. I still think that, um, again, the, the risks of dramatic tax increases are very, very low. So you're looking at a 25% corporate rate at most. Um, you're looking at, a, I think, a 28% um, capital gains rate at most. So, you know, I think to the extent you are going to see additional fiscal bills passed, they're probably going to be increasingly unfunded, meaning that it won't be a dollar for dollar um, tax hike um, offsetting a dollar increase in spending. It'll probably be, you know, perhaps maybe 50 cents of tax hikes for a dollar of spending, if not um, in, in an even smaller ratio. Um as far as COVID is concerned, again, I, I think this topic is really kind of as at least in the US um, it's becoming less and less relevant, just given that, again, the consensus already is assuming a reopened um, you know, uh, economy where the pandemic, where, where COVID is no longer in the pandemic phase, still obviously circulating, still um, you're still going to have transmissions and unfortunately fatalities. But as far as it being um, in the pandemic phase, I think, the, again, the market increasingly views that as, as not being the case. 
So um, not too much to say on the COVID front. Um, and that's essentially everything as far as macro news is concerned. There's really, again, not much incremental macro news to talk about other than just a lot of jobs, commentary, um, you know, a couple of other headlines. No, I have all, everything in the piece this morning. Um, as far as the calendar is concerned for Monday, it's really just earnings. So the big ones today, you have Air Products and Marriott before the open. You have Nuance, Occidental, uh, Roblox is probably the big one tonight. So that recent um, tech IPO. And then you also have Simon Property tonight. Just looking at on the week, as far as macro news is concerned, you do have a lot of inflation numbers. So you have China CPI, PPI Tuesday morning. You have the US CPI Wednesday morning. Those are probably the two big um, macro events, I would say. You have US retail sales on Friday. And then Biden will be holding, like I said earlier, a bunch of meetings to discuss um, the uh, the state of his jobs and family bills. Uh, and then it's just really more earnings. But we're definitely now in essentially the end of earnings season. So you have a couple more big calendar Q1 companies this week. Alibaba, Thursday morning, Disney, Thursday night are probably the last two big calendar quarter one companies. And then you start next week in with the April one companies, which are dominated by retail and tech. So Walmart, Target, Cisco um, are just some of the big names that have April one companies that will be starting off next week with uh, that mini earnings season. So that is everything for today, um, Monday, May 10th. Thank you everyone for listening.